Oh, hello. It's Nissa here sitting on a rock in the park. <laughs> With Juniper currently chewing on some grass. And I'm sure she'll do something else here in a moment. Spinel, here we are. Um, oh, let's do some <laughs> off-road truthing. I think this podcast is going to be fleshing out the medicine and poison of reaction. This topic has actually been on my heart and bouncing around my mind for freaking weeks now. And then day before yesterday, as Juniper and I were about ready to load up in the truck and leave from the walk, I just out of the corner of my eye saw this eagle sitting at the very tip top of a huge fir tree and you know I actually heard it probably before I saw it because what I heard was this crow fucking with it right doing doing what crows do and here's this you know giant regal eagle sitting there just getting dive bombed and squawked at and harassed so I actually put my mug in the truck and shut the door and Juniper and I walked um, around the tree line so I could get into a better view and just found another rock to sit on and sat there and watched this interaction between the eagle and the crow now this type of situation is something I, I, I am not unfamiliar to this predicament between a bird of prey and um, a other bird, you know. And there's so, and just like everything, there's more than one way to look at it or to see it or to perceive it. You know, here's this regal eagle standing there or sitting perched at the tip top of a freaking fir tree so it's like not very stable and yet it's completely stoic solid it it seem it's immovable because it's willing to move with the movement that's coming at it from the crow you know the crow comes at it dives at it and it knocks the you know should quote unquote knock or quote-unquote should knock the eagle off balance and make it go away. But no, instead the eagle is immovable because it's flexible on that unsolid surface. It moves with the movement of the energy coming at it. And therefore it appears completely solid, even though it's in motion in um, kind of defensive, passive, defensive, uh, passive, defensive motion. And 
you know, the, so there's like, you can take that from it or it could be like, and, and from that perspective, it's like, man, that crow's an asshole. <laughs> Stop being such a jerk. <laughs> you know, the eagle's just sitting there being its eagle self. And that's definitely, <coughs> excuse me, one way to look at it. From another perspective, what you may not see from the other perspective is what is not so obvious, what is not so easily seen. What if that crow had a nest just a few feet down from the top of that tree where the eagle was perched? What if it had babies in there? Or maybe eggs? Something to protect. If you have something to protect, do you not react in a defensive way? Here's this massive eagle with talons that can crush a a small coyote or a fox or a bunny rabbit and which are you know arguably much stronger vertebrates than a bird and yet it just keeps taking the quote-unquote abuse (laughs) like you, you when you're watching it from the first perspective you're like come on just kick his ass like don't put up with that and What if it's not there? What if it's there to actually do harm to the crow from the crow's perspective? If something's coming for you and yours, don't you want to rise up and squawk about it? Aren't your reactions more aggressive, even if you're outnumbered or outmanned or outstrongholded or out something? Yeah, it's animal nature makes sense as a free range medicine woman I try to hold a center of wholeness where I live my life in between foot in both worlds that way I can have wholeness as a container and also I can easily see all sides that way if I'm because I've noticed that when I react from too far one side or the other I lose sight of the other side and I become very small minded and I become very small voiced and I become very rigid and scared and overreactive if I'm in center I just act in a way that is something I'm a bit more proud of (laughs) which is kind of a guiding principle for my my life and especially what I teach in my rewilding wholeness circle, you know, there's a lot of ways to show up, but what matters is, are we showing up in a way that we're proud of? Okay. We're on the move. One thing I have been learning about myself is I'm definitely more proud of myself when I'm reacting from center. So anyway, I've been thinking a lot about reactions reacting and I kind of have a nerdy side to me and I get a little geeked out about the origins of words and how logic and math can sometimes be the like the medicine <laughs> it's like sometimes when I get really stuck I'm just like okay well what what would be the math on that the 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 energy mechanics of the met like the math of the energy mechanics and I usually find my way out or my solution or my my medicine there (laughs) 
I'm a nerd. So um, I think about, and I do, I do this with behaviors too. I have a whole thing on behaviors, but that's for another day. It's a reaction. Reacting. React. Reaction. Acting again. Oh, morning, birdie. So if I'm going to be acting again, usually, oh, right there you are, right at my feet, good girl. You know, if I'm reacting to something, I'm, I'm, I'm acting, There's a, it's, it's another, it's an extra action, it's a reaction, another. Hey, come on, hey, leave it. I wouldn't need to react if there wasn't a stimulus to have action towards, right? So just the word reaction denotes a need for action. But as a free-range medicine woman, I, I acknowledge that there are many possibilities there. And also as a free-range medicine woman, because there are so many options that can lead to a lot of complexity, I know that the answer that is best for the moment is found in some in the it's the simple answer. And oftentimes that is Am I proud of how I did that? And sometimes we don't know that answer before we react. We only know after. And that's where we have to react from learning <laughs> or re- react in a way that's like, oh, I'm going to learn something from this instead of react with shame, react with learning and wisdom. So anyway, I've been thinking a lot about reaction. And when that eagle thing happened the other day, I was like, and there it is. Now it's time to talk about the medicine and poison of reaction as I see it right now, May 2020. I'm sure in a year from now, May 2021, I'll have another perspective because I am an animal on this earth who experiences life. And with every experience, with every new bit of information, I am free and flexible and, and in an evolutionary process just by waking up every day. I cannot hold myself to anything other than the now. Now, if that means I live my whole life believing one thing that stays consistent, awesome. I'm not opposed to that. As long as it's that's what is necessary. Ooh, I have hit a muddy spot with really no way out, but to, well, there's going to be mud no matter what I choose, so I might as well just choose the one that has less trail <laughs> and more slippery mud. Whoop. You're walking through the mud with me. Okay. Juniper, honey. Yep. Slippery mud, slippery mud. Okay. Huh. Interesting. See how I just slow down? I reacted. (laughs) Reaction. The medicine and poison of reaction. Okay. So the medicine, right? What is the medicine of reaction? For me, I think, for me, what I'm embodying right now is the reaction from center. I've noticed that if I'm too far on the edge, I'm either in overreact or underreact. And either of those two options, I, and I've been thinking about this for weeks, late loves. Folks, I've been thinking about this for weeks. I can't think of a single time in my life where an underreaction 
hasn't haunted me. Every underreaction I have had haunts me. Ironically, maybe not so ironically, maybe normally, I don't know, but it's interesting to me to notice that in all of my recapitulation, I'm less ashamed of my overreaction. But I can't think of a time where underreaction, the shame of underreaction just haunts me. And it's also interesting to become aware of there's shame for me on either extremes because it's, again, acting from an extreme, which... From my experience, is either not it's all it's um, the extremes are too much or not enough. Hey, let's get back on the trail, baby. Okay, here we go. Good girl. So, with that being the re- the container landscape of reaction right on one side it's too much on one side it's not enough you know where where do you want to be where do I want to be I'm noticing it's it's such a fascinating thing to try to explain when I started rewilding wholeness two years ago I had a lot more like rigidity, more rigid visions of and rigid outcomes I expected. And of course, <laughs> I have learned something completely different. But by one thing I ha- that has come true is was the thing that was not so rigid or clear to me in the beginning. It was that whisper, that smell in the air. That by doing it this way, by doing it in slow and steady and consistently every week, showing up to do something for yourself, to tend to the wholeness, to tend to the caged parts and rewild them, to tend without this rigid structure or solid curriculum, but there to be this free range magic and medicine that. I would just slowly evolve like the earth does, like nature does. Like that was always this, the essence of the vision. And here I am two years later, I'm noticing, and, and I voiced it recently to a friend, like <laughs> one of the byproducts, the very, I'm very grateful for this side effect, but one of the unexpected side effects, even though it was completely shown to me, <laughs> it was still unexpected, is... Um, that I'm noticing that I'm watching myself react. I'm not really reacting in a way that I used to. And it's kind of surprising. I'm watching myself have reactions that are not like previously programmed Nissa. 
That doesn't mean I still don't have parts of me that flare up and get projection-y or a little shadowy. Like that's, yeah, it's just part of wholeness. Shadows and broken, all of the, the, the wounds, the pain, that's part of my wholeness. But I'm noticing in the last several months, my reactions to things have been so unusual to me. And I have been noticing that I'm watching myself from this like embodied Uh, How did I say that? It's like I'm living this kind of embodied intentional detachment or this embodied detachment where I'm living so very much my life. I'm I'm finally in my body again after many years. I'm learning what that means. I'm trying to figure out what that is really. But I'm just in this embodied detachment. I'm fully present. I'm centered. I'm experiencing my life and yet... I'm watching myself react from a very detached observational way. And I'm so fascinated by that. My, and that's been one of the side effects of rewilding wholeness for two years of being in this slow and steady evolutionary container of free range magic and medicine. Where I'm like, oh, so over time, I mean, I've been picking all these bones and I've been evolving all these parts. But what's really going on is I'm just becoming somebody who is living centered, who's living full of herself, who is more easily reacting from center because I'm training. And, and that, like, again, <laughs> just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. It's like, yeah, just, just, it's simple. Just act from center, react from center. Don't react from your edges, react from center. Don't react from your triggers, react from center. Don't let, don't get triggered from somebody else's trigger. Like then you just go to the other, what happens is, and that's the thing I noticed recently. I had this experience where like my re I, I, you know, if I'm not reacting to reactions, if I'm not getting, if I don't allow myself to get locked and loaded and triggered by triggers, or if I do, then what happens? It just becomes a gunfight. That's not been, that's not going to help anybody. So to not react to reactions is like, requires a lot of center, requires a lot of observational living and that embodied detachment. So if I'm reacting from embodied detachment, it doesn't mean I'm bypassing or avoiding. It means I'm just watching. I'm, I don't have a side yet. I just have the shifting directions based on the information that is shifting in front of me and that I can choose to be the container that holds it all instead of it, which requires a strong center to have those really healthy edges and boundaries. My center has to be super strong and I'm reacting in ways that I'm like, that is really fascinating. So I'm watching myself have these reactions that are just blowing my mind And then even my reactions to the reaction is unlike anything I've ever been like. Because I'm not even picking at the why so much. I'm only asking why just enough to own that I'm getting better. I'm improving myself. That my agreements and my behaviors are healthier. 
Whereas previously programmed, Nissa would have reacted like, well, why is that? And what story is there? And then well, who, what, when, and where? And just adding story to the story. And instead, I'm reacting in real time, embodied, observant, and just isn't that interesting. Like, I'm this fascinating case study of a human animal named Nissa. Like, wow, she... That's an interesting way to react. And it wasn't like I've been planning or I haven't been training myself to have this reaction. I've just become it because I've been tending to all the other parts that were in the way of this really cool part of me that I'm proud of. And I'm just letting that part of me that is better and feels better to be step in. And that takes a lot of training to unlearn the pain and the poison. <laughs> well, we have crone scrub jays going at it. And it all points and it reminds me of like when I'm hunting or I'm, you know, not actually hunting, but just being out on the land, spending time on the land I hunt watching the animals, watching their patterns, watching the numbers, like is the herd healthy? Um, All this information helps strategy and, and the hunt in the future, but just observing these animal behaviors, their actions, their reactions, watching how they react and act towards each other when it's just a, an elk hanging out in in the gang they can be them their whole selves they're playful they're loving they're silly they're goofy um, they're eating they're pooping there's always one lead cow watching out for the herd though she takes responsibility she doesn't get to have as much fun um, and then when they scent a predator how their actions change that they have an action in response to another action outside of them. That's the, that's the essence of reaction to me. It's like, it's not, it's like, I'm, I want to be an animal who acts from a place of power and self. When an action outside of me is in my way or is being applied in my direction. And that's the only thing I have control over. But when a wolf or a cougar shows up and an elk get wind of that, the, their behaviors change. And that's a rightful action in response to that shift of the landscape. Right? They get the 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 the, the they only show up with a couple parts of them. The warrior, the survivalist, the fighter, the protector, the will to live. Like the, that, those survival parts take the lead and all the other parts of them kind of get in line behind and help bolster because the environment is, is no longer safe. But when the environment is safe, they can relax and be them. They're like, let all those other parts come out. And so I'm noticing that it is absolutely okay for me to react in a way that may not feel or seem as authentic to me if the environment is not safe. 
And it's okay to react in a way that's like, oh, maybe a little messy and relaxed and a little at like, you know, aggressive because I'm playful in an environment where it's safe. And it is the wisdom within my center. And if I'm willing to trust myself, that will guide me to, it's okay to relax here. You can be all of you here. You know what? It's okay to mm, be really watchful. Careful what, what, where you step. Careful where you see. Make sure you're looking around. Not all environments are safe. And we are. it's becoming really obvious to me that the world has shifted in such a interesting way in the last 10 years and my dream of being really authentic and living that truly like transparent life is really the reaction let's see how to let's see that's I guess that's a topic for another podcast isn't it so let's weave it back to reactions Just noticing that I need to be willing, ha, here it is. I need to be willing to be perceived as inauthentic, which is something I really have been trying really hard to build a brand based on authenticity. But my reactions sometimes need to be only from a couple parts of me. And only certain places and spaces deserve or have earned, or are safe enough to be all of me. So how we react to things is worth paying attention to. Why do we react? Why do you react the way you do? Why do we react the way that we do? In another situation in the last month or two, um, there was a, a tech issue on one of my gatherings the the zoom platform um kind of over in the middle of the night did some upgrade and and nobody knew about it so when we tried to get on it required all this extra security and nobody really knew about it and it was really fun because it was you know again previously programmed this I would have flipped the fuck out because I you know oh my god all those sabotaging narratives like oh I'm not good enough Um, I suck at this blah 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 and it's like no 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 it's okay let's be grateful for the extra extra security and we'll send out an email what happens happens and that actually the way that it ended up being was like once we got everybody on the call or on the video gathering my reaction to it was let's look at how we reacted. Like, let's all take a, like a check in individual check in. How did you react to that? And what do you need to know about yourself by that reaction? What do you need to see, hear, feel, know, do, or be within that reaction? And it was awesome. So reacting from a place or reacting to reaction from a place of center really does make room for or makes a pathway for learning, self-knowledge, self-discovery, self-evolution. All right. I feel like I'm missing a point I wanted to make. 
But I've also said more than enough. And it is time to wrap this fleshing of the medicine and poison of reaction up. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this also by saying I'm willing to this let this be like the medicine and poison of reaction part one. Because I can see this could use a lot more conversation. Why do we react the way we do? And may that question be followed up with, what if I reacted X, Y, and Z? Why did I react A, B, and C? Am I proud of that reaction? Yes or no? If the answer is no, what if I react A, B, and C next time? Just prepare. Try a different way. And if the answer is yes, take a moment and praise yourself. Yeah, I'm proud of how I showed up there. Good job. Let's do that again. That worked. And there may come a time where that doesn't work. And it'll be an opportunity to learn. So if we react to reactions with the heart of learning, we will grow, we will evolve, we will stay in the medicine that is made from our center. Blessed be, bless your reactions, bless your reactions to your reactions, and I'll check you later.